This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. We are back with Dr. Lisa, my old roommate from chiropractic school. Um, We graduated in 07, so always a little bit bit ago. And um, we both, if you haven't ever been to a chiropractor before, there's tons of different techniques out there. And you're going to have a vastly different experience from going one place versus another. So just want you to keep that in mind. If you had not a great experience, it might not be a technique that works well with you. And lots of chiropractors have like a lot of tools in their toolbox for types of techniques. We've taken a ton of continuing ed together after we graduated. And when we were in school, even we took continuing ed in school. because Don't stop learning. Yeah, who, who doesn't need to keep learning additional stuff when you're already swamped with work? But um, <laughs> there's definitely been a shift in, you know, how we practiced right out of school till till now and we're still very musculoskeletal and trying to look more at the whole body rather than just the adjustment the cracking part um of chiropractic because you know there i feel like there's a lot more to it um and as we get even further, like the mind body connection, the yoga or meditation, there's all these different components that go into helping you get the most optimal health for yourself. But her technique that she taught me little snippets of it to use as another little tool in my toolbox. So you might've had it in the office and just didn't know what you were getting. Um, she worked under, uh, the, I'll let her explain it, but her technique that she uses a lot of in her practice is a trigger point technique. So the trigger point technique that I use is called, um, officially it's called the receptor tonus technique. Um, it was developed by a chiropractor named uh, Raymond Nimmo back in like the actual like the 1950s, where it was unheard of to do any type of like myofascial or muscular um, muscle work. Um, at that time it was adjustment or nothing bones pushing on a nerve, adjust, adjust, adjust. And he's like, well, that's weird here. We have somebody doing only upper cervical stuff. And here we have only somebody doing sacral stuff and the patient's getting better. What's happening. So he started looking more into kind of like the central nervous system as the key components of kind of like dysfunction and pain, things like that. And if it was just one thing pushing on a nerve in your sacrum, why would an upper cervical cervical adjustment help the like your sciatic nerve, right? Um, so he developed this uh, technique called the receptor tonus technique. And for short, we name it Nimmo now after him. Um, and then he taught my um, chiropractic mentor, Jeffrey Cohen, um, as Jeffrey Cohen was teaching at me and Kate's chiropractic school at New York Chiropractic College. And then I got to start teaching the technique. So I got to te- teach 
lots of students over 10 years, um, this really phenomenal and very easy um, therapy that's incredibly easy and very simple. And sometimes those are like the best things, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the more complicated something gets the, um, I don't know, it's, it's almost too complicated then. Like sometimes the easiest stuff is actually like best. So from that technique, a lot of people we're all familiar with like active release technique and a lot of other things. So I would say that this is kind of like the grandfather technique and Nimmo has actually taught a lot of those um, developers and chiropractors of all these other techniques as well too. So we forget about Nimmo, but a lot of these other ones are a lot more mm -hmm. um, popular now. Yeah. And so. we, we actually took active release technique together, all the modules in chiropractic yeah. school, <clears throat> which it's funny because when you're in school and you come out with a technique that you're going to do, you do it textbook and then you're out and you take all these other things and you kind of meld them all together yeah. to make what works best for you or for that specific patient. Cause yeah. I know I use different techniques on different patients because they're not all the same. Exactly. And that's the beauty of chiropractic too, is just like, yeah, we, we, we learn these techniques because they have been kind of like trademarked, right? Mm -hmm. And, but they're all just tools and we all turn them into this like beautiful technique that is now Dr. Eckert's technique or <laughs> Dr. Lisa's technique, right? Like, so it's, like, yes, I'm still a technician that primarily does NIMO technique, but I have really kind of transmuted that into a lot of my things that have like changed my own life and things that I see have changed a lot of patients' lives. I mean, we've been practicing now for like 13 years or so. So that's like, that's thousands. Kate and I have touched thousands of people. We have worked on thousands and thousands of patients at this point. So that's a lot of research and you start to kind of develop your own style of doing these of applying these tools in very specific ways. And I think there's a lot of beauty and creativity when that, when that happens. Mm -hmm, definitely. And when we were in school, we both took the Graston technique, yep. which is a type of myofascial work technique, but with a tool. And um, when we were in school, I feel like they kind of taught us harder is better. And we scraped the crap out of each other and <laughs> bruises and all these yeah. things. And then we went and together took uh, another, so the Graston tools are very expensive. I would never <laughs> buy the Graston tools, but we went together and did another very similar technique in, in the thought process that it's a tool, um, but it's through rock tape and they're called rock blades. And when we went, I was like, this is so much different in the the concept behind it, because when we first learned Graston, it was like, break Scrape it all out, break out those. We're going to break yeah. this apart. But after being out of school for 13 years, we've come to find, and it's become more widely accepted that we're not breaking things apart. We're creating changes in the nervous system, which ties in perfectly with chiropractic yeah. because that's what we're doing, you know, what we're trying to address. And the, we had to like rein ourselves in from more is not better. Harder is not better. And I mean, I think the patients are pretty, well, the patients like it because it's not quite as painful, right. but some people I feel like still want you to like drop an elbow into their rear end. And, and sometimes it's that's some, appropriate, yeah. but some, a lot of times it's not right. So, mm -hmm. um, but I just really appreciate that all of these new modern techniques are starting to embrace the facts that like we are working with the nervous system and it's, it's literally what Nimmo had said mm -hmm. in the 1950s. Like he was saying this like way back when. So it was, it's just nice to see newer techniques start um, 
adapting, right. And changing their language a little bit about, about like what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, but when you're first doing it, you just don't know always, we don't have the research to support what exactly we're doing. So it's all kind of like hypothetical. Um, and a lot of people's hypotheticals are always very different. And then we do research and then there's, um, there is technology that will then kind of show what we're actually doing. And then we can kind of adapt our language accordingly to make it more appropriate for explaining what we're actually doing. So, Mm -hmm. um, but it's really a simple concept. And Nima was too, like this trigger point therapy that I do is I find a trigger point or a knot or a source of um, an area where there's inflammation in the muscle and I hold it for five to seven seconds. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally it. Um, but the but the art of it is is knowing where all to treat. So if somebody has like wrist pain, I'm not just going to treat their wrists. I'm going to be treating everything from like their neck to their the inside of their shoulder blade to the rotator cuff. And and he was teaching us all of this back then. It's just like we have to find all of these kind of areas of like inflammation and treat them. And it really doesn't matter which one came first or which one came second. Like it's like the chicken or the egg. Like the goal is to treat it all. Cause you're never going to know exactly like which trigger point came first. Like nobody's ever going to actually know which trigger point came first or which one was secondary. Like, so just treat them all and don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but treat the body as an entire unit because everything affects our central nervous system that goes straight to the brain and then it changes our sensory input and therefore it changes our motor output again too. Mm -hmm. So, um, everything is change in change out. Very simple. Anything more than that is too complicated. Mm -hmm. So, um, that goes for like chiropractic adjustments. We're changing input in that goes for trigger point therapy that goes for our diet that goes for anything across the board. When you change what you're bringing in, you change, have a change going back out again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the treating the whole body, you know, if somebody comes in with plantar fasciitis and you just treat the sole of the foot, you're missing the boat. Yeah, definitely. And it could be all the way up to your, you know, your forward head posture is causing you to shift your weight forward. So you shouldn't look at us like we're crazy when we try to treat your neck for your foot. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we're crazy for other reasons. That's not one of them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, insurance doesn't always love to see that you have treated someone's neck and shoulders for their foot problem, which is why Dr. Lisa doesn't take insurance. I don't play their games anymore. <laughs> but um, I think that that um, having that whole, whole approach like Dr. Nimmo was kind of revolutionary right. in, you know, you've got like, the Ida Rolf and that from those era, they were ahead of the game and they, without, you know, much research behind it, were able to see ahead. And it's kind of almost like when, when you think back to yoga or meditation with the breathing, you know, they, they knew that breathing was affecting your nervous system in a profound way. And then as we dissect and learn more about the nervous system, we see that the vagus nerves run through your diaphragm. So, oh, it does physiologically work in a very specific way to downregulate our nervous system. How the heck did they know that or tap into that? And how conscious did they have to be of the body to hone in on that? It's pretty impressive. And I think a lot of that is just repeated firsthand experience, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't always know 
why we're doing the things that we are, you know, and um, our body has an innate ability to want to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thousands of years to control your heart rate with like breathing or to control your body temperature with breathing Mm -hmm. or control like your anxiety with breathing. And now finally, our science and our technology has finally been able to catch up to like show, you know, with actual data and people love data and people love numbers, what our firsthand experience has been showing us for millennia. And I always find that very entertaining is because we're so reliant on what technology can prove and what research can prove. Meanwhile, thousands of years have been showing us firsthand. Yes, what you're doing works. Keep doing that. And we're like, oh, that's not valid. I know I experienced it, but that's not valid. I need the research to prove it first. And I just, I think that's, um, it's fun now to just put some validation between behind your firsthand experience. And then maybe later you come across some content or context where you're like, oh, that explains this. But like, trust, trust your experiences. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I would say our experiences in treating people has drastically changed how we treat patients over this past plus decade plus, especially over the last two years. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if you have came to see either one of us 10 years ago, just know that when you come back in, you are not going to get the same experience and you might be disappointed at first, but you need to be open to the fact that, you know, we're constantly tweaking things as we learn more and, you know, not just, learn on patients, but learn and go to different um, continuing ed and that kind of thing and trying to fuse them all together. And maybe not even from our, what would stereotypically be thought as our realm. Like we, you know, we've been to all the rock tape courses and those kind of things, but you know, her meditation, my yoga practice, and you know, not, that's might not be for everyone. And you might not even know we're infusing that into it to what you're getting, but that is because all these different um, facets of life are going to affect your health. And if we don't, you know, it's that domino effect. If, if you let your wrist pain go on, you're going to alter how your arm moves and you're going to then hold your upper back in a different way. And then maybe you end up with headaches because you're, you have let it snowball and it, where did it start? Where is it coming from? Or maybe it affected your breathing because all of a sudden your, you know, anterior, like the front of your neck or your ribs are affected. And then all of a sudden, because you can't breathe anymore, you start getting anxiety. Mm -hmm. Right. And now we have like a huge mental components of something that just started as like a, a possibly like a wrist injury. And the more anxious you get, the more you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm anxious. Do you get like chest pain then? Or like, I mean, how does that snowball and how does it start affecting like the rest of your life then in your relationships and like your work? Because you're, you know, there's, there's a whole bigger community. Um, there's a whole bigger component to it. Also, Kate and I have evolved a lot over 10 years. So of course, the way that we take care of like patients is also going to evolve. And that's actually really wonderful. We don't want to, you don't always want to be treated this exact same way that you were treated like 10 years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're all changing and all these courses that we're taking are continuing to just fine tune, like what we do and our life experiences, like change how we're talking to you and how we're communicating with you. And it all becomes a lot more like authentic. And then we get into an even deeper sense of healing than just being phenomenal technicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because we are phenomenal technicians. <laughs> <laughs> and I also don't want to think, I don't want you to think that newer is always better. Just like what Dr. Lisa was saying about 
Nemo and be that, you know, that's really old in comparison to some of these newer techniques. I learned a like skin rolling thing that from a chiropractor I worked with yep. when I was first out of school and I asked him, why do we do this? And he's like, I don't know. It works really well. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, and I got away from it for a little bit and then I went back to it. I just came back to it again too. Like just this week I came back to it. <laughs> and, and then I randomly saw a post by um, the movement rev who's in the maestro mafia with me. And she explained the Batson's plexus, which is the, you know, the vasculature around that area and how it helps re, you know, vascularize around the, the spine and the discs and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, that old guy didn't yeah. even know what exactly the physiology behind it, but it yeah. is profound in how the, the patient. So when I start rolling along your SP, your spinous processes in your, in your back, it's, um, it definitely has the, there's a physiologic reason now. And that's yeah. not just because this kind old doctor that was a wizard with adjusting told me about yeah. it. Like he was a wizard with adjusting and he was doing what he knew work from yeah. firsthand experience. From firsthand and, experience. He, and again, yeah. just because somebody can't always explain exactly why they're doing and why it works, maybe because it hasn't been figured out yet. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. it doesn't work or that it's not valid. Again, like, you know, if they've seen like thousands of people and this happens to work, like, do we always need a reason? Do we mm -hmm. always actually need a reason to have why things work? Like, no, I mean, let some things be a little mysterious for a while and then we can always find out later. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 And the other thing is too, like, and, and I've talked about this a lot of times too, is just things that are popular. Like everything is a trend sometimes too, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, lot of trends and um like definitely learn to new techniques, definitely by all means, like start to evolve and like fine tune your things. But just because something's on trend, that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that works. You know, some things are definitely very tried and true and they are very sustainable and they are still very relevant in today's mm -hmm. chiropractic community and treatment community as well too. And we don't want to forget about these, like some of these like older techniques that, that clearly are still very, um, very appropriate in a lot of ways as well too. Mm -hmm. um, and just how every person is super individual. That's why she and I like to have a lot of different options or even different ways to introduce the same technique because my 45 year old patient that has fibromyalgia is going to respond a lot differently than an 18 year old football player. Yeah. And we want to be able to, you know, and it might take some trial and error sure. at first, you know, is, is somebody going to respond you know, negatively to a lot of pressure. We find that out. We dial it back. Yeah. We try something else. It's all research. We're doing our own research. <laughs> yeah. It costs a lot less than technical research. <laughs> yeah. And uh, actually, Dr. Lisa did do was yeah. involved in research with NIMO. Yeah. That was a while ago. That was a while ago, but um, we had the opportunity to work with New York Chiropractic College to actually um, measure tissue tension pre and post uh, NIMO therapy. So we measure tissue tension in a hypertonic or tight muscle um, before treatment. And then we treated only that muscle and then we measured the tissue tension again. And then we treated like full body and measured the tissue tension again. And so we finally had like some scientific evidence that NIMO actually does work and that treating the whole body actually decreases the tissue tension more than just treating the area of um, pain or symptoms or tightness because it is a whole like nervous system and it is a whole body um, correlation. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, definitely. And so as a, from the patient perspective, when, you know, you'll be like, sometimes I get patients that'll say, oh, that's not where it hurts, but just let us treat the part that you think doesn't hurt because we might feel tissue tension in an area that you don't have symptoms with, or you don't have pain with, but tissue tension that we feel is still important to treat even if it's not symptomatic right, to you. Right. Because it's still creating biomechanical um, changes in your body that aren't necessarily very effi- uh, efficient either, which mm-hmm. ends up leading to more and more like compensation patterns, which ends up leading to more like um, tissue tension in other areas. And then all of a sudden you're biomechanically moving even less efficiently. And then you end up having a whole slew of problems where, you know, something could have been prevented if, if we just would have treated the whole body at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. And- Dr. Lisa's model is different because she doesn't um, deal with insurance. So she sees like, so for my practice, it's insurance based and insurance doesn't cover um, maintenance care. But Dr. Lisa does get to treat people and in that realm. And so she's actively preventing problems. So I give you the exercises to do at home so that you don't have to come back because, you know, insurance won't pay for it. But she gets to treat people and help prevent their injuries because you treat a lot of people that have a lot of hobbies that don't want to. And what would a maintenance appointment look like for someone that comes in and doesn't have a ton of pain? Yeah. But so I would, I mean, I treat only two people per hour. Um, so I do spend 25 minutes hands on with you. Um, so no electric sim or any, or heat or anything like that. Like that's all you and me time. Um, and most of my patients, I actually can't accommodate uh, right now acute care patients. So if somebody needs to come in three times a week, they're going to be seeing um, my associate primarily and me to accommodate that. Uh, most of my patients come in every two weeks or once a month. So depending on their activity level, I have a lot of people who are incredibly active, very physical, very physical jobs, um, and, and very athletic, um, in addition to having very sedentary jobs. So you go from being very sedentary eight to 10 hours a day to being like super hyperactive. Um, and there's clearly an imbalance there as well, too. We would preferably like to be up and moving all day long instead of like trying to crank it all in an hour very intensely, you know, Mm -hmm. and here we get into the intensity thing that not always more is better. Um, so you would come in and you would tell me your kind of chief complaints. Um, let's say if you have like neck pain, I'm still going to be treating from your hips upwards. Like I'll be primarily focusing most of my time on like your neck and shoulders and like jaw area. Um, But I will be working all the way into your hips. And then as you come in, you're like, oh, this is better. But I also noticed this now because you're always feeling the most acute, intense pain first. So you're a lot of times not necessarily feeling a lot of your other symptoms that you have in your body until your acute pain starts to subside. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've all experienced that where you're like, oh, I have chronic low back pain. And then you like, you know, have like a neck spasm, you're like, Oh, my back pain's gone. It's not gone. Like it didn't just magically disappear because all of a sudden you have neck pain. No, like your, your brain is so on override with the intensity of your neck pain. That's all that it can focus on right now. So the low back pain all of a sudden became irrelevant. Once we get the neck pain under control, the low back pain doesn't just reappear out of nowhere. Like it's been there the whole time. It was just kind of like nudged to the side for a little while. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to just treat kind of generally the whole body on like most people. Um, So for neck pain, I go, hips up and then on a follow-up treatment, um, I will continue to kind of like adapt more and more to like what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that is a good way to keep doing the things that you love and not having an injury because once you have an injury, you usually have to step back from what you love doing and take the time to rehab that injury, which always takes longer than prevention, which yeah, for anybody. And And it's more expensive. Prevention, prevention one, it feels good, right? You're getting, you're getting taken care of. And and two, it's, it's a lot more affordable when you're not getting hurt in the first place. Yeah. And especially if it takes you out of your job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's really expensive. It's really expensive. (laughs) Especially when you're a sole provider and and like, like you you run your own business. If we don't go to work, we don't get paid. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the other thing about like physical therapy and insurance as well, too, is just like, like if you have like neck pain and like wrist pain, you need two different scripts, which means you can't get your neck and and, like wrist treated in the same appointments. Mm -hmm. So you might be going to PT like four times a week, twice a week for your neck and twice a week for your wrist. Whereas like, if you Mm -hmm. see Kate and I, like we get to treat your whole body in one visit. We don't need scripts, you know, from, you know, uh, somebody telling us like where we're limited on treating. And also it doesn't make sense because clearly your wrist pain, your neck pain are very much related to one another, completely tied in with one another. And that's, that's an insurance problem because there, there are PTs out there that treat like Lisa and do cash only for the same reason that she does it is so that they can have total free reign, free reign to treat how they're meant to treat and treat the most effective way. So yeah, we're not, when, when, when you have the opportunity to work for yourself, you're not limited by anybody kind of like telling you what you can and can't do in a certain amount of time. Like I get to do what I feel as a doctor is best for my patient. And isn't that why I went to school? Like, you know, I don't need somebody else telling me like, Oh no, you can't, you can't give your patient extra care today because it's not going to be covered. You know, I'm like, that's, that's wild. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And we, before we filmed this, I was telling Dr. Lisa about, um, I won't name it, but (laughs) a big insurance company that's local to us that, has this new way of monitoring how I treat patients and I treat a lot of pregnant and postpartum patients. So they flagged some of my pregnant patients and said, Oh, this looks like a chronic condition, which they don't cover chronic conditions. They said, actually, no, it's not a chronic condition. They're going to give birth here in nine months (laughs) and then they'll be released. No, but um, they really are pulling in the reins on us on, how you can treat and just the fact that they flagged my pregnant patients for being a chronic condition, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's really frustrating for us because we, you know, we, we want to provide you the best care possible and it should be incredibly frustrating to you because like you're paying for your, this insurance, like, I mean, in, in this pregnancy case, I mean, that's wild that like the insurance that you're paying for isn't going to cover for you to get the best care possible because what they don't know when babies are born. Like I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah. but that's it. We're going to keep about- evolving as chiropractors and you're going to keep getting better and better care. Yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so you, if you're one of my patients listening, you probably had an MO. You just didn't know. I didn't, I don't usually tell people the techniques that yes. I'm using yeah. on them unless it's the, the tool and they're like, Oh my God, what is that giant yeah. metal tool you coming yeah. at me with? But, there's lots of subtle things that Kate and I do that uh, is very healing. It's very good for you. And we're not always, we're not always telling you what, what subtle things that we're doing, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. But if you have any questions about Nemo, 
you can ask me. And if I don't can't get the answer for you, I'll provide Dr. Lisa's stuff and you can check her out. Awesome. Thank so. you. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.